Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. What if I told you everything you know about the world is wrong? What if I told you that all the things you believe to be impossible are in fact very much possible? Reality is not what you think it is. It is so much more complicated, fascinating, and above all, terrifying. We are at the fringes of the map, and there's more than just dragons. It is July 26th, 1969. Who are you? I'm uh, I'm Murray Edwards. I'm a reporter for the New York City Tribune. You are in Vietnam. It is the height, some might say, of the Vietnam War. It has been about a year since the Tet Offensive, a massive, ground-shaking surprise attack by the North Vietnamese against the South Vietnamese and their American allies. Ever since the Tet Offensive, things have been unstable, to say a word, in Vietnam. And the U.S.'s grip on its military bases and forward observing posts has been tenuous. You're in a helicopter, a Huey. Stenciled on the side of the Huey, before you got in, you saw the words Hornet. The letters, you saw the letters Hornet. The letters of the word Hornet. The letters of the word Hornet. Inside, Inside the helicopter with you, other than the crew, obviously, are... Eight soldiers who you have never met before, they are quietly sitting there, silent passengers, as you fly over over Vietnam. You can hear in the distance some sort of strange rumbling. You're not 100% sure what it is, but it sounds like combat of a sort. While you're flying as well, blaring through the speakers of the Huey are the, the classic words to fortunate son. How how many of those can you uh, tell me before we run into having to pay for that song? Bum, bum. Ah, some folks are born made to wave the flag. That's it. Then mm, anything okay. more and we'd need to pay. Yeah. You are partially deafened by the music. To, to For it to be heard over the whirring blades of the helicopter, they have to play it at an absolutely ear-splitting volume. You're leaning up against the the seat that you have is kind of right next to the gunner on the Huey. There should normally be a second spot for another gunner, but you can see that the other, like the mount for the other machine gun on the left side of the helicopter has been torn away by some sort of damage. You also try not to think about a red stain 
on the seat near that torn damage. I've made it a lifelong uh, policy not to think too much about red stains. <laughs> As the helicopter flies over, you can see black columns of smoke rising out of the jungle ahead of you. The song continues to just blaze, absolutely drowning out most noise. The Huey flies over and then back around. You see a space has been cleared out of the jungle. Like someone, like a giant with a thumb has just gone down and smushed the trees around in a certain area. In that area, you see that a base has been set up. You know that this is FOB Juno, a one of the most forward operating positions of, of any of them in the US Army. Down inside the FOB, you can see little people scurrying around like ants, and you can see within the jungle around the FOB flashes of gunfire. Every now and then, a artillery round whoo, boom, lands somewhere in the jungle. It looks like this FOB is surrounded and under attack. This is a siege. Is that where I'm supposed to land? Yes. The... Uh. The gunner on the side that you are sitting on, the still alive and operative gunner, leans over and yells over both Fortunate Son and the whirring helicopter blades. This whole place has been overrun since the Tet Offensive last year. This is pretty normal. He grins and gives you a thumbs up. I, I, I grin sickly and give him a thumbs up. The helicopter begins to descend, and as it does so, you see a dot on the horizon. Before you realize what's happening, the dot resolves into a bomber, a bomber jet flying at extremely low altitude. The bomber jet flies straight through where the helicopter was about to land. The helicopter shudders under the wake of the bomber, and everyone needs to hold on inside the helicopter. I am going to roll for you a dexterity athletics no maybe a strength athletics check actually you grab onto one of the like handrails above in the uh, attached to the roof of the huey and you manage to right yourself as the huey lurches chaotically you (laughs) even over the over the music over the roaring of the blades you can hear the co-pilot and the pilot swearing the helicopter needs to rise suddenly, and you you wave off this landing, and you're going to come back around for a second attempt. Yeah, I turn to the uh, I turn to the, the the gunner and ask, "Is that kind of thing normal?" The gunner just smiles and gives you another thumbs up. You see, stenciled on his green fatigues is the word Sergeant Carlo Farrell. The bomber, as it completes its dive, you realize it was in a dive, it brings itself upwards, and at the lowest point, you see two long metal spheres fall out of the bomber, spin their way chaotically, and then strike the ground somewhere in the jungle. A massive fireball erupts where the two spheres dropped. The two (laughs) bombs. Yeah, clearly bombs. (laughs) An entire section of the forest is completely, of the jungle, sorry, is completely destroyed in flames. The helicopter, in its second attempt at landing, flies over that hole carved in the jungle, and you see in the hole, among blackened trees, lots of figures moving through. Is Is my cameraman with me? He is, yes. So sitting maybe on the other side of the helicopter where the Sean's second gunner's seat should have been is your photographer. His name is Bob Nguyen. 
I, I say to him, hey, Bob, I hope you're getting some of this. Bob attempts to snap a couple of photos of Charlie moving through the open space. He gets two successes. He snaps some really, he gets great. Maybe the helicopter, like the way it leans and ditches, it rolls over to give him like a perfect shot. He, despite how high up you still are, you could probably see the faces of the North Vietnamese in that photo. I, I, I pull a cigarette out of a pack and try to light it in the helicopter. And while I'm doing it, I, tell, I go, Pulitzer this time, Bob? Come on, what? <laughs> he laughs. He gives you like a ner- You can tell, even without rolling, you can tell it's like laughter to get rid of nerves. The helicopter makes a second, less lurching attempt to land. You you can see this is ma- in the center of the FOB. There's this massive space cleared away for helicopters to land. There are three helicopters currently there. Two of them look like they're about to touch off, about to take off and go somewhere. The third is a smoldering wreck. It's a, a husk of a burnt out Huey. You land right next to that one. As you're landing... It's like as you as you went below a certain altitude, like a wave of sound hits you. The bullets were loud before, but now you can tell that you are you're in the zone of fire. The helicopter, not only do you hear the bullets, you hear bang, 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 as several bullets wing off the helicopter itself. When it touches down, one of the soldiers that has been in the group with you unbuckles himself, stands up, and with the un- with the characteristic sound of a of a sergeant, he starts screaming for everyone to get out of the Huey. Is this Pharrell or a different guy? No, this. Uh, so Pharrell is a member of the the crew in the helicopter. He different is sergeant. probably going to be yeah. He's going to be staying in the helicopter. Everyone starts piling out except the pilot, the co-pilot, and the person on the gunner is known as a crew chief. He all three of them stay in. Uh, you, I assume, and, uh, well, Bob piles out. I assume you are also. Yeah. You can see a soldier crawling on his hands and knees. He is crawling his way from the FOB. He is crawling his way towards you. The soldiers getting out of the helicopter begin mimicking him. I Do you do the do same? do the same, yeah. I, I, right. I, I, I grab Bob by the, the shirt collar and pull him down, too. Bob Bob gets down on the floor. Yeah. As as you do so, maybe like a moment bef- moment after you grab him, a bullet bang, wings off the Huey right where Bob was a moment before. It's the Pulitzer, Bobby. That's what we're going to get. <laughs> the soldier who crawls up to you over the bullets, over the music, which is still fucking playing, and over the Huey, which is now beginning to take off, he yells at you, Welcome to FOB Juno! Come with me! And then he turns around and starts crawling his way through the FOB. I crawl behind him and I'm like, so when exactly do I talk to the maid at the hotel around here? The soldier, I'm going to roll to see if he gets that joke. <laughs> I don't give a shit if he does. The soldier laughs, turns around to you and says, a warm welcome as always. You keep crawling. <laughs> say, what's a your bit- name, soldier? Mark! He puts out a hand. As a matter of course, I write down the name of everyone I meet. Mark Davoli! He puts out a hand. Yeah, I, I shake his hand. Nice to meet you, Mark. Murray Edwards is my photographer, Bob Nguyen. He shakes Bob's hand as well. One of the soldiers crawls up. You can see... Oh, actually, I'll get you to make a uh, wits empathy check. You get... Oh, three successes. Two of them are rerolls. Five successes. Wow, that's impressive. 
Five successes, it's what's called a exceptional success. So not only do you succeed, but you succeed spectacularly. At doing what exactly? You are reading this man who has just crawled up to you. He was one of the soldiers in the helicopter with you. You can see he looks green around the face. This guy has the reek of a newly minted officer. You can tell it's like a, a, an, you've seen it a thousand times before. It's a mixture of inexperience, but command. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. As soon as he starts talking, you're like, this guy doesn't know what the fuck. You do not trust this man to lead any of these soldiers. Really hoping that my life is not in his hands. <laughs> you are very afraid. He, the way he looks at you, you, he's like ordering you about as if you are almost already in his unit. And you can tell you are going to be very unhappy with the next few days. Uh, and what, what is this man's name? Stenciled on his shirt, you see Lieutenant Brian Inello. Ryan he's- or Brian? Brian, B, uh, Brian, sorry, B-R-Y-O-N, Brian. Gonna reach out and take his hand and be like, uh, Lieutenant Anello, Murray Edwards, I'm gonna be embedded in your unit. Are you our reporter? I'm in charge here. He turns around to the young soldier who's been leading you up until now. Where are we meant to go? The, uh, the soldier turns back to Anello and says, I'm fucking leading you there, dude. Sir. <laughs> uh, pleasure to meet you. Anello looks like he's about to say something, but then a bullet wings really close to all three of you, and everyone just gets back down and keeps crawling. Mosquitoes around here are brutal. The soldier up in front of you laughs, but Anello does not react. He either didn't get the joke, or he doesn't think it's funny. My new best friend. (laughs) You see, marked in paint in the dirt of the FOB is like a dashed line, and right next to the line, it's also marked in paint are the words, you can stand now. When when he gets to that line, the soldier who's been leading you gets up onto his feet and starts walking. You can see that the way that the walls of the FOB are arranged, no one could shoot you if you stood up in this section. Look at Bob. Look at the, uh, the, the, the writing on the ground. <laughs> And sh- you know, try to get his reaction on that. You're like, eh, what, do you, what do you think? Are we good? Bob shrugs and then shrug says too. in heavily accented English, when in Rome, and then he crawls into the space and stands up. Way with words, Bob. <laughs> Everyone joins you and you start walking up against the, so you're really close to the walls of the FOB now. And as part incorporated into the walls, is like a concrete bunker with an open doorway. Outside the doorway, you see there are several soldiers milling about, all of them chain-smoking. I, I walk up to the nearest smoking soldier, and I think, yeah, Murray Edwards, New York City Tribune. Can I, uh, can I get one of those? He, off- he proffers you proffers. No, he doesn't proffer. He does not get down on his knees. He just offers you a cigarette. I pull a half of a chocolate bar out of my pack and hand it to him. He greatly, he, uh, he, uh, he accepts that. He's happy. That's a good yeah. trade. A half a chocolate bar for a cigarette? Damn. I'm trying to make friends here. Anello and several of the, uh, probably the sergeant who is yelling at everyone to get in uh, out of the chopper, go inside the bunker. And Ine- uh, no, the, the sergeant actually gestures for you to follow. I, 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 I wave him a little thank and do that trot, you know, that little jog yeah. over. The first place in the bunker that you see is kind of like a communal rest area. There are a bunch of soldiers here sitting down, just having a drink, 
not alcohol, obviously, like water, and just relaxing. Maybe you see on a table, there's a bunch of soldiers playing cards. On the table, there's a radio, and you hear crackling out of the radio a news report. You appear to have caught part of a speech. I'm going to make my best attempt at a Nixon. It is Nixon delivering a speech. These brave men, Neil Armstrong and Edwin Aldrin, know that there is no hope for their recovery. But they also know that there is hope for mankind in their sacrifice. These two men laying down their lives in mankind's most noble goal, the search for truth and understanding. They will be mourned by their families and friends. He gets to about that point, and then a man walks in. You you see he walks with like purpose and he walks with aggression. As he walks in, you see a moment before it's obvious, you see that he's furious. He's fucking pissed. This man walks like someone who was about to fucking punch someone. And then it's obviously confirmed for you. He gets to the radio, pulls the radio out of the wall and smashes it on the ground. He points at the soldiers who were playing cards at the table, who were sitting around the radio and says, I don't want another fucking word out of that electronics. You all, he addresses the entire room. You all know the fucking rules, no radios. And then he keeps moving. Now, just was that was that like breaking news right now, or did I hear about this before today? You have been in isolation, preparing for the, whatever. You aren't a hundred percent sure. You know you're going to get more information now, but you know that you're on like a well. You're there for a secret mission, and so you've been kept in isolation. You know that several weeks ago the Apollo Eleven mission began. That was probably something to do with the Apollo Eleven mission. Holy shit. The officer, uh, you would also probably clock him as a uh, lieutenant colonel, a very high rank. Oh, oh yeah, he okay. keeps moving and he gets into, uh, he goes into like some sort of conference room. You get a brief glimpse of it. Uh, you, Anello, the sergeant, and a bunch of just relaxing soldiers are in this room. You've got like five, ten minutes before anything's going to happen. What do you want to do? Uh, I'm going to talk to Anello a little bit. All right. I'm going to get a better feel. I mean, like, I, I you know, I, I've... I don't have a great feeling about this guy based on feeling him out, and I just want to uh, see if I can do anything to make this relationship a more pleasant one. All right. Uh, Lieutenant. What? If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. 
so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. What do you want I offer, there? I offer him uh, a cigarette. He takes it. Thanks. The one that I just got from that other guy. I'll pull one out of my own pack. You get the uh, name of that man who led us from the helicopter? Uh, Yeah, that was... Uh, Diwali. Mark Diwali. He takes out a, from a breast pocket, he produces a pen and paper. He writes that down. All right. You too, huh? Pa- oh, I, yeah. I, I like flip to- mine around and show him the names of everybody I've met that day. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, uh, are you, uh, he seems a bit confused. Uh, I didn't know you had a rank. Aren't you just a reporter? Hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm, I'm just embedded, but. Uh, it's, oh, wait, it's- you're making notes of just people you meet, aren't you? That's uh, yeah. Why? What? Uh, <laughs> what is? Uh, what's that about? That man was rude to me. That son of a bitch. He's gonna face proper justice for that. I don't think I can bust him down none, but I can duck his pay at least. Well, he uh, he won't be making that mistake a second time, huh? Damn right he won't. Uh, what was what's your name that, again? Uh, he reaches out with his hand. Uh, Edwards, Murray Edwards, New York City Tribune. Murray Edwards, it's a pleasure to meet you. This is my photographer Bob Nguyen. Bob, uh, getting one of the locals. Interesting. Nice choice. He says that in a manner that implies that it's not really interesting. Yeah, he's uh, he's a New Yorker like me. Isn't that right, Bob? Bob, in a heavily accented English, says, yeah, I uh, studied at New York State for several years. What did you study? Uh, Bob looks at you with a, confu- like, journalism. Ah, yeah, yeah that makes sense. Hey, you guys are getting along famously. I will get you to make a socialize presence check to uh, endear yourself to the lieutenant. Let me just uh, see. A lieutenant. No, lieutenant. Sorry. Lieutenant. It's America. Yeah. You get no successes, which doesn't mean wow. that nothing goes wrong. You just. Uh, yeah, the just lieutenant don't make it any better. D- yeah. You don't. You don't. Situation doesn't approve. You just get to know each other. That's all. You have a casual conversation with him. What would you like to... You could still ask questions. What would you like to know about him? First, I ask him, like, all his basic stuff. You know, like, where are you from? Uh, how long have you been in the army? Um, if any of that's important, then tell me. If it's not, I don't care. That's okay. No, that's, that's uh, you're just making idle chit-chat. None yeah. of it's necessarily important. But from there, I'm going to ask him uh, if he knows anything about... Uh, who am I supposed to... Who, who am I supposed to be meeting in this uh, situation here? I assume I'm not... I'm assuming Lieutenant Inello is not my uh, contact who's going to give me this uh, meeting I'm supposed to cover yeah. or whatever. Uh, well, you learned that Inello was raised in Texas, but in no specific place in Texas. His dad moved around a lot. His dad works for a company called Bismarck Oil and Coal, 
And uh, his dad moved from basically from oil well to oil well a lot around Texas when he was younger. So he never really had a fixed address. He's been in the army for about a year now, but he spent most of that at West Point. So you are almost scared to ask if he's ever seen combat before. Uh, you know, I'm gonna though, because I, I am a glutton for punishment. Combat? No, this has been my first engagement, my first proper mission. I, uh, my daddy uh, was able to pull some strings and get me on something important. This uh, uh, Wat Igloo mission, or whatever it is. The sergeant who was listening to this conversation turns around and says, Igloo White. What was that? Igloo White. It's Igloo White, not White Igloo. Oh, uh, yeah, uh, Igloo White, whatever he said. Yeah, yeah, Igloo White. Is that, uh, the, uh, is that the mission that I was here to cover? Yeah, we're on a for Operation Igloo White. It's a, a, a like an intelligence gathering operation of sorts. Ah, our contact here is he takes out uh, like the little notebook and starts flipping through it. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Edward Stone. Uh, I, I look at uh, the fact that he read it out of his little book and I ask another uh, transgressor. I don't particularly like Lieutenant Colonel Edward Stone. We've only spoken over the phone, uh, but he was in fact rude to me. There seems to be a, a a dearth of good manners in this man's army. Uh, no, I'd say quite the opposite. <laughs> My error. Uh, you're making friends, dude. All right, <laughs> you have you have that conversation, and then the man who uh, the lieutenant colonel who passed you, presumably Lieutenant Colonel Edward Stone, pops his head out from the conference room. And then gestures for you, the sergeant, and the lieutenant to come in. Okay. Uh, I go into the conference room. Oh, uh, one more thing that you might not have noticed, or that you would have noticed, sorry, is that in that in that rec room, there was a big wooden sign that said FBO Juno, and someone has, in white paint, painted next to it saying Hawaii 2. Hawaii 2? Yeah. If you wanted, you could have asked someone about that. I would have allowed you. Um, yeah, I, I, sure. That, that, that stands out enough to want to know more about. Yeah, you maybe gesture at it, uh, and then look at one of the soldiers who was playing cards. You're like, hey, what's, what's that about? Hawaii too. The soldier looks at you and says, without blinking, because we're in a paradise surrounded by fucking sharks. I could have guessed that, honestly. <laughs> Can't beat All the right. weather, though, huh? <laughs> they laugh. They laugh. That's funny. You don't know if you're ever going to meet these random soldiers again, but they you've made a good impression on them. Uh, inside the conference room, there is a big wooden table, and it is stacked heavily with papers. There are maps, reports, all sorts of things. It's just too much to take in. You could start looking at it and trying to work something out, but it would take, it would take days to sift through you'd, this information. You'd have to have an eidetic memory. Yes, you would. You might need to have some sort of meritus eidetic memory at character creation if only we had picked that i don't i got bob instead yeah you got bob instead <laughs> <laughs> could have had a phot- i could have had a photographic memory instead i got a photographer yeah well here we are behind the table on a big blackboard are several like names dates written in someone has on the blackboard drawn the area of vietnam around the fob and you can see there are little like red chalk markings for something you're not sure and there are further maps pinned to the wall the the lieutenant colonel stands on the other side of the desk and gestures for you to stand so that you're so that you've got the desk between you yeah, I, I extend a hand and introduce myself. 
Murray Edwards, NYC Tribune. It's nice to meet you. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Edward Stone, was it? Yes. He shakes your hand. Pleasure. So, you are my new task force, he says. He looks pissed. He looks fucking furious. He looks like he wants to break another radio. I uh, I just want to apologize up front for what I'm sure is the inconvenience of babysitting a civilian like myself. I intend to make myself as invisible as possible. Oh, that's okay. You're just one in a list of issues I have. He gestures to the lieutenant. Uh, you, of course, are another issue of mine. So many things wrong with you. Uh, you're a piece of shit. I hate you. You fucking fucked my operation. The lieutenant looks back at him, crosses his arms and says, I don't fucking care, do I? I want in on this damn operation on your little your little fucking war games or whatever you're doing. The lieutenant colonel doesn't say anything like that. He just shakes his head and puts up a hand. I'm with Studies and Operations Group. I am in charge of Operation Igloo White in this region. Igloo White is a intelligence gathering operation. He gestures to a diagram pinned up on the wall behind him, and you can see it looks like a bomb, but the cross-section shows that it is something so much stranger. The mm. I will get you to make a computer um, computer intelligence roll. So that would be I four dice. I know a little about computers. You maybe recreationally studied ham radios or something. So sure you got, as fuck did. You got two successes, which means that you spot in the diagram that this device is definitely not a bomb. It has incorporated into it a radio transceiver of some sort, and it looks like a like a seismic monitor, plus maybe an audio monitor as well. It looks like some sort of listening device. Interesting. Uh, I'm not going to ask about any of this just yet. I, I, I'm getting the impression that uh, this lieutenant colonel is not having the best of days right now, mm-hmm. and I don't want to. I don't want to give him. I don't want to annoy him just at present. For the last four years, we have been dropping these devices all over North Vietnam. This is a acoustic seismic intrusion detector, or acoustic for short. We've been dropping them in suspected Ho Chi Minh Trail locations. It's got a seismic detector in it and a sound detector in it. It's incredibly, incredibly sophisticated technology, capable of detecting anything from a man to a truck. The Ho Chi Minh Trail has been the lifeblood, the, the, the main artery feeding the North Vietnamese, and we intend to sever it. But it's uh, hidden, partially underground, partially through dense trees, sometimes over mountains impossible to track by air but by dropping these devices we can detect the locations and uh numbers of soldiers moving about in the jungle we're going to use this to find the ho chi minh trail and we're going to use it to fucking destroy the ho chi minh trail what is the uh clearance level on this is it okay if uh, my photographer takes some pictures of that the lieutenant colonel gives you a look that could cut through concrete yeah <laughs> He doesn't say anything. Uh, actually, you know what? Another wits empathy check. Yeah, Five yeah, dice. Yeah. Pieces of clues that I am going to give you. You are a reporter who has been assigned this task. So if the army is assigned this task to you, it cannot be 
uh, it cannot be that highly classified. Like you're obviously, you must be allowed to f- photograph what you're going to be doing. But the lieutenant colonel might hit you if you take a photo. Got it. So you're clearly allowed, but the lieutenant colonel is not happy about it. I I I I, I give a little appeasing smile and go, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Yeah, I, I, obviously I wouldn't do that. I would, however, love if possible to get a picture of the man in charge, uh, the the prestigious officer in charge of such a, a an operation, if you wouldn't mind. He still doesn't say anything, but he continues to not say anything when Bob clearly nervously brings up his camera and then takes a photo. That's good. I, I, I get some. Uh, I, I write down some information about the uh, lieutenant colonel as well. These devices are, in a word, delicate as well as sophisticated. And the container that we drop them in tries to keep them safe, but it doesn't always work. Sometimes they need to be up. Sometimes they need to be repaired. Sometimes we need to go out and physically place them because they can't be dropped in. I used to have a group of special forces that would do that for me. And they were able to go deep into North Vietnam and they were... Uh, some of the best soldiers I've ever known. A few weeks ago, they were sent into this region and did not return. They are presumed dead. Instead of another special forces team, High Command has decided to give me you, he says, looking directly at the lieutenant. The lieutenant continues to have his arms folded. A lot of good men gave their lives for this operation that you are about to fuck up. This operation is also, it was once, highly secretive. And then he looks at you. <laughs> But now, High Command has decided that they need a PR stunt. They need to show the American people that we're out there with the latest technology, getting the latest shit done. And you are going to go home to America, and you're going to tell everyone from President of the United States all the way down to Ho Chi him fucking self what we've been doing here. And then this entire operation is going to be fucking blasted. Uh, Lieutenant Colonel Stone, I want to do everything I can to paint you and your operation in the most favorable light. You're doing vital work out here, and the people at home are going to appreciate knowing that. I will get you to make a persuasion... I'm going to call it persuasion manipulation check to calm him down. Mm-hmm. Um, no successes. So... Ah, well. <laughs> you try to calm him down. He's not mad at you or anything like that. He just, like, he's still just pissed. He just turns back to the lieutenant and continues staring daggers at him. Four Akusids have, uh, we have lost contact with them. He gestures to the blackboard behind him, and you see now what the red chalk means on the, on the map. We need them repaired and in operation again as soon as possible. You're going to be flying a ways north of here, and you're going to be inserted behind enemy lines. In a four-night operation, you will make... He gestures... He shows you, like, on the on the map on the blackboard, he shows you a looping pattern that will cross the approximate locations of all four of the Akusids. You are going to make a looping trail through, and the specialist assigned to you is going to repair all four of them. Then you will return, you will be picked up, and you will come back here. And so help me God, if you fuck this up, If you waste the lives of those soldiers I sent out, I swear to God, do not come back. Okay. 
Okay. The moment hangs in silence. As the lieutenant and the sergeant turn to leave, he looks at you and says, a moment, please. Of course, yeah. I pull out a cigarette again, and I tilt the pack toward him. I am not happy about sending a tourist with a camera into the fucking jungle. Listen, I'm not overly happy about the uh, the assignment myself. If you know what's good for you, if you want to get out of this country alive, your best chance is to forget your fucking job while you're there. Lieutenant Colonel Stone, I will take your advice under advisement. Dismissed. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. 
quince.com slash style. 